Welcome to The Lydia Project, Conversations with Christian Women. This is episode 23. Today I chat with a friend of mine called Kasia. She grew up in Poland and thought that religious people were, well, losers. She travelled to Australia about 20 years ago for a year-long adventure. I really hope you enjoy listening to her story. It's a story about how God used both her experiences and the apparently chance meetings with various people to bring her into a relationship with him through Jesus. If you'd like to keep listening on at the end, there's also a special little postscript interview with Kasha's daughter, Daniela. Kasha, welcome to the Lydia Project. I first met you 18 years ago when you were in Australia. Was it 18? No, it was 19, yeah. 19 years ago in Sydney. Long time, hello. (laughs) How old were you when you were in Sydney that long ago? Hmm. I know that I celebrated my 25th, 25th birthday, yes, so yeah. I think I met when I was 26. Yeah, and so what brought you to Australia from Poland? Yeah, I just dream about swimming with dolphins, so it was my first dream. And then I thought it's a great place to, to come here and try, and also I'd like, love to learn English. I yeah. didn't know any English when I came here first time. You didn't know any? Any. And so how did you learn English when In you the arrived? school. I just oh. came for this language course, course that was the first thing. Wow. And then when I just finished it, I go to other school, yep. which was cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and also gave me opportunity to learn English. Yes. And you did a little bit of work on this Yeah, being on student here. visa let me work for 20 hours. Yep. So I was working Excellent. also, yeah. And did you get to swim with dolphins? Well, yes, finally in Israel. <laughs> Not in Australia, like 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you so. didn't get to swim with dolphins, but um, I know that something very exciting happened for you exactly. during that visit in Australia. So you came from a Catholic background, but would you have described yourself before you came to mm-hmm. Australia as very religious mm-hmm. or very practicing? Well, yeah, well, my my. my Families, yeah, have a Catholic background and they practicing as mostly people do in Poland. So they go into church on Easter, sometimes on Christmas, not every Sunday. And they were very traditional, but it's like we call it nominate Catholics only. And I, when I learned history, I learned about this Pope who was 16. And I was 16 these days. And I thought, there's so much lie in this religion, <laughs> yeah. mm. so I didn't want to have anything in common with this church. So yeah. I, I just dropped church, if I can say dropped church. Yeah. yeah, I just dropped church when I was 16 and I wasn't interested in, in the church, I guess. Mm. Mm. But always I've got this... Um, I, I was always missing God, you know, mm. I didn't know him. But I, I, I always knew something is missing in, in me, so... Mm. I go through this different philosophy and kind of new age also, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> but it wasn't something which fulfilled this empty hole, as Pascal said. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, I came to Australia very far away from church, but not so far away from God, although mm. I didn't know him really. Mm. So you were invited to an evangelistic event. Were you, you were there at that event, weren't you? 
And then from that event, joined a Bible study group to explore no, no, Christianity. No, no, no. no I don't know. I'll you tell me the story. I will tell you how it was. <laughs> tell me how it was. We went together for some kind of dinner. Yes. With uh, yeah, we were with like those. a group of us. Yeah. So with you. And then you, I was working in this little coffee place. So you came for lunch, mm-hmm. and say you just asked me if I want to join the Bible study. Did I? As simple as that. Okay, so good. I say yes. <laughs> so you organized it really great because it was far away from the suburb I used to live. So yeah. every time someone picked me up and you know drove me home, it was easy. <laughs> okay, I really thought there was an event first, but no, it was just the Bible study. It was there just the Bible study, and through the Bible study, I meet uh, Tamara and other girls. Yeah, and I also I think I just joined you in your college for something. I don't remember what it was, but I just came a few times to the college. It was for dinner. It was something before dinner and then dinner and something else. Don't remember. I know. It's all a bit hazy, isn't it? But it was 20 years ago. But yeah. what I do remember was that you kept coming back to the Bible study and yeah. you were really interested. And yeah. I even remember the, the name of this study was Tough Questions. Oh, was it? I was, yeah. going to think, I was thinking it was Christianity it was Explored, but it was Tough Questions. Tough questions there you yes. go. And it was asking tough questions about Jesus, really, wasn't it? A lot yeah, of it was. About... But you know what? I think God really prepared me great for it because... Before that, I have to come back to Poland. I just find out they cannot complete my master's degree because some of the workers were like finishing with this university. So I come back to Poland, complete my master's degree. But before that, um, a friend of mine, she was Polish. She became a part of, it was called Cynic Church of Christ. I remember that, yep. And it was quite, I guess, not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but you know, I, I'm enjoying them for, for a few meetings. Yeah. I don't know how to even call it. Yeah. But then I meet this guy. It was friend of her. He wasn't part of this church. He was part of um, Methodist church. And he was one of the most successful people in Australia. He was very rich. And he put God on the first place. And I was so surprised mm. because I never meet someone like him. I always put this, you know thinking that people who are very much into the religion yeah, <laughs> they're losers, I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> but it was my impression, you know, they, they, they didn't have any success in their life, so they just go ask God for help because they were so weak. <clears throat> but then I met him and he was really successful and he and he fit, he put God on first place. So it was like, it was so surprising. And it was like really, really different, or, you know, far away from my experience from Poland. And I asked him, okay, but why? Explain me why, you know? And he said, okay, so you know what? You should start to read your Bible. So when I go to Poland to complete my master's degree, I bought one in Polish. And I started to read it, but I, I didn't understand anything. It was just too hard. I was like, oh, how I can read it? It's just, it's just something, you know, anxious. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I took it with me. So when I joined your Bible study, I already have my Polish Bible with me. Yeah. So yeah, I can, you know, read it in Polish also, compare these versions and, yeah. you know, having like deeper understanding, I guess, because of language. So obviously God's spirit was at work in you, opening your eyes and breaking preparing, down yeah. some barriers and preparing. Can you remember as you look back, you know, what was it that helped you I guess make that very, big change very well, you know, as it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's something you not forgot, I guess. Yeah. yeah, well, I think the part of it was that I was here in Australia, so for like 
18,000 kilometers away from home. I cannot catch a train and go home. <laughs> really far away. So feeling homesick, which is not really helped me a lot. And we got to this part when when Jesus was on the cross, yeah. And when he start when he start saying this psalm, yeah. Mm. Oh, Father, why you forsake me? And I was like, I was thinking, uh, he's got the, the perfect relationship with his father, and he decided, kind of, you know, do the step back and just be faithful what he was supposed to do and he just lose it for a few days for three days yes mm. and I always thought you know Jesus because I, I know the gospel you know growing up in Catholic country you know the gospel very well you just take it for granted so I always thought oh okay such a big deal he knew he will rise again yeah <laughs> he said to everyone I will rise again in three days so but then in this, this day I just understand it was massive, you know, being far so far away from home and saying, okay, it's nothing, you know, to, to what he did. He just lost his relationship for three days. Yeah. And that showed me that it's something really, really, really it's a huge deal. Mm. It was the first step because, you know, later on I just learned a lot more about this. But this was what really touched me. And it was like, wow, it was the, the huge difference, you know, so... I think in this moment I just put trust in him. Yeah. Lovely to hear, mm. as always, how people come into that personal relationship. To this point, yeah, just yep. something is changing, you know. Mm. It was like I, I've got all this knowledge, mm. I guess, which was enough to to make the decision. It mm. was just something which was missing was the the heart, I mm. guess. Mm. And then my memory is that you were around for a couple of months after that, maybe mm -hmm. six months or so, or a bit longer. Yeah, maybe longer. A bit longer. Actually, I remember and when we prayed together. It yes. was in, in August. Yep. Well, August. I don't remember the month, but yeah. Yeah, it was in August. Yeah. And I and I forced you to baptize me next year in April. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was. It was so exciting to see your faith growing back then and I know a lot of my friends got to know you and love you and then as you were going home even though it had been quite a while there were a lot of us praying oh, anxious for how beautiful. hard it was going to be for you to go back into that that old old way of living and and a country that was quite mm. catholic mm. and we would just praying especially that you would get into a good church. We didn't know how that was going to happen. <laughs> and it was so hard in, this, in the beginning. Yeah, so do you want to tell me a bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I just, so I just, you know, when I was a teenager, my uncle, the brother of my mother, he was living in a different city in Krakow, and I visited him for winter holiday, and he invited me to his Baptist church. He is not believers, you know, this is so what, you know, what is really interesting. He doesn't believe in God, or maybe he does, but I don't know much about this. But he just wanted to introduce me to different kind of churches, not only Catholic one. So I knew that a Baptist church exists in Poland, it was the only thing. Yeah. So when I come back to, Pol to Poland, to Wrocław, uh, I was looking for this Baptist church. So I find the, the first Baptist church in Wrocław. I go for, for ceremony and I was so disappointed because like I couldn't get in. So for next few weeks, maybe even months, I was like, it's so hard to get in into this community. 
I think it's just the culture, but different. It's not a very welcome culture. But if you get in, you really make the true friendships. Yeah, but before that, it's really, really hard to get in. So I, I called Tamara and said, Tamara, I'm not greeting you. <laughs> so she sent me a tapes with Simon's preaching. So I was listening to this preaching for, for the first time. But then uh, I tried to go to the second Baptist church, which was smaller than the first one. And then a friend of mine, she she was part of this church. So I just asked her, do you have any church you know, trip or something? I can get to know people. So I actually forced myself <laughs> into the name. <laughs> I was so desperate. And then I find out there are lovely people with big hearts, you know, very welcome. For some reason, it's really hard to get in. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because on the one hand, they're family. Mm-hmm. And so their relationships should be tight. Mm-hmm. But somehow that tight relationship has to also always be open mm-hmm. to including more people and in. And I think that's what we learn in Poland, mm-hmm. you know, to, to become more open for for new people. And I think mm. it's changing now, after mm. these 20 years. Yeah. Mm. But it was really hard. Mm. But then also I, I thought, I really want to learn more about God. Mm. So I find out it's the Biblical Theological Seminary in Wrocław. And I just signed up. <laughs> and the funny thing is, was the, one of these uh, headmasters was from New Zealand. Right, okay. Yeah. And he, he interviewed me even in English. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know any English? I said, mm, yes, a little bit. <laughs> and it was a little bit these days. <laughs> and he, so he asked me you know, a couple of questions and they let me be a student, but only for one year. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you find that year? Did it help you oh, grow? It was great. It was yeah. really great. I learned a lot. So what were some of the other things um, that were challenging about, or even are now challenging, about being a Christian in Poland? Hmm, it's actually hard to say, because being part of this theological seminary, I met a lot of people who love to learn theology, and there was also some Catholics there. So it was interesting. It's like I didn't feel excluded from community or something, and I was old enough no, not to be, you know, judged by my family. What are you doing? Mm. Or where are you going? Mm. So, so I don't really actually remember any struggle because Poland is, I don't know how to describe it. The people really believe in God. Mm. And uh, like going to this Catholic church only because this tradition. But I think they mostly don't like this church. So if people go far far away from God, that actually means they're far away from church, but it doesn't know another one, another way. Mm. So what we try to do in the church now, to invite them, mm. not to the church for a seminary, we organize the gospel workshop, like women's tea, or some breakfast, or whatever, some crafts, mm. so they can get to know us better. Mm. And then if we become friends, which sometimes takes a few years, <laughs> we like, I invite girls for my Bible study, and I've got some Catholics girls too. Now, tell us about your Bible study, because I think it sounds great. Okay, just to complete the story about the seminary, after one year they asked me to be a teacher. (laughs) So I become a teacher, so I was still with the seminary, so I can learn a lot about different, you know, different kind of things. So what were you teaching? And I was teaching study skills which was helpful, I hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> for students. But I also learned the methods of uh, Bible study, which I love. And I 
don't know what is the name of the method. It's just three steps, what you do. No, first is the observation, then is interpretation and uh, putting into practice the third one, yeah? But I'm, I really fell in love with all, like with this Old Testament part. I also started to learn Hebrew, but it was too hard for me. <laughs> it was really too hard for me. Papa was learning Greek, so he's got all this um, interlinear trans, you know, this... Translation? Yes, yeah. So that helps a lot. Yeah. And also that shows me that, you know, that the, the Old Testament part is very much into the day culture, so you cannot read it literally. You have to know the culture to understand why there was some law, what it really means, and you know what was the reason for it. And I learned that you cannot read the Bible without its context. You just have to know this context to understand it better. So what I try to do on my Bible study, I like when we start the book, we start with letters. <laughs> it was the easiest way. <laughs> I always, you know, give them like the the background. Yeah, I just told them what kind of letter it is. What was the reason for writing this letter? It is to everyone or to the special community. It was any problem to solve, you know, or advice to give. <laughs> and also about some, you know, some things which are culture-based. And we started with Paul's letters. We didn't do romance yet. <laughs> we do a lot of Paul's letters. And it was, I, I slowly prepared girls to, to understand the way he's written. Because he used this long sentence. <laughs> And then he was very well educated, so we have to know, you know, what was his Greek background and Hebrew background and everything. So what I forced them to do, it just read one verse and write as many observations as they can, without any interpretation, which is hard, but they learned. I do it for seven years already, <laughs> and I'm really well trained now <laughs> to write just observation. Then we do... After we write all of our observation, we go through whole this whole letter, and knowing this background, the cultural things, and having our observation, try to do interpretation. And and what it's really helpful is this um, Jewish messianic Jewish commentary, and he he gives us the the Hebrew point of view, which is great. It's you know beautiful. And I sometimes I'm using also this inter you know trans translation from Greek. Yeah, because I mean almost all of the early Christians were Jews. Exactly. Which it's so easy to forget. Exactly. No, it's only one, like mm. two books, yeah, Luke mm. and uh, Acts, which was written by Greek. Mm. All others what was written in Greek, but by Jews. Mm. So you have to really learn how they thinking, you know, how they thinking about things and what cultures. What. Mm. But even the church that they were writing to, there were so many. Hebrew, Jewish yeah. Christians. They live for, uh, yeah. around the world, but mm. and I think they've got the influence from different parts, yeah, like Galatians and mm. others. But yeah, it's good to know. So everyone writes down all their observations from the verse, and then together you discuss what that verse means. The interpretation later. Later on, we, oh. we do whole letter with observation yeah. only. Oh, okay. So how many weeks does that take? Doing usually, usually a few months. Few months, okay. So a few months to get through observation. Oh, yeah. So you would have, you would all have pages and pages of notes. Yeah, I actually print them, you know, every time. Yeah. Before next Bible study, I give, the, I give them the sheets with printing, just the verse and and place for this observation. Yep. yep. So we come back and we just say what we see in this text. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to correct each other. Sometimes you know, like when it's like ten girls. Mm. 
we see different things. Mm. We just see different things. It's like, wow, it's so new. Mm. And then having all these notes, we're going to this next step. We try to interpret it. So what that means. Mm. What it means for this first people who read this letter and what it means for us. Mm -hmm. So for every Christian, every time, ever. Mm. <laughs> Got the same meaning. Yeah? So mm. sometimes it's Sometimes it's a little bit different because not everything applies to us. Yeah, it's mm. like we, we live here in Europe or in Australia or whatever, and they live in their countries with their economical and, and social system. So, so you mm. find the first the first interpretation for them, the global interpretation for everyone, and having this, we just try to think how we can apply it into our life. But actually, the third step. It's not really important because having this interpretation, we know already. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes we need something. Something has to be said. Yeah. Yes. But usually, going to this interpretation is enough. Yeah. And open our eyes and mm. heart. And also, I, I I take this course of homiletics, and we're talking about this um, expositive and thematic preaching. And the guy who was teaching us, he said, he said you have to really prepare yourself for it. And he really take 30 hours for it, and and some guys ask, okay, but what about the leading of Holy Spirit? And he answer, if you spend 30 hours of this text, be sure that Holy Spirit will be with you. <laughs> so I think it's the same with this Bible study. You know, reading this text and thinking about it and writing down, it's definitely Holy Spirit is with us and help us to understand the meaning of it. Yeah, that's yep. fantastic. Thank you. And so you've actually got, and so you've got quite a lot of women in your group now. How, yeah, how big so has it gotten? Usually, it's about six. Like yep. this, is the common amount of women. Yeah. Sometimes it's even twelve. Yeah. The sad thing is that you know all this, no, not all, but some of these Catholic girls, they they drop it. They they stop. They stop coming for this Bible study only because the priest told them they cannot study the Bible without priests. So sad. It is sad. So, Kasha, in the last couple of years, you've had some health trials. Mm. How did that um, change things for you as a Christian, and what was it like going through that mm. as a Christian person? Well, I don't, I don't know if it changed anything. Um, definitely, well, the, the the one thing is, I cannot imagine going through this without God. And I, I can have, I have no idea how people deal with, with, such a serious illness. Without help of Jesus, and having this hope that if you end your life here, it's not the end of your life. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think yeah, it would be impossible without Jesus. But. You know, all these, you know, all these medical procedures are very, very unpleasant. So, so, so knowing that he's next to me, he's with me, yeah. was, I think, the only way to go through this. Mm. And uh... oh, you were just talking earlier about not liking suffering, but knowing that even if you die. Mm -hmm. It's okay yeah, because I'm you get to be with Jesus. Exactly. I'm not scared of death yeah. at all. So it wasn't a matter of should I be alive or not. Mm. I was just really scared of, of suffering. Mm. That's something I, I was really scared of. So being sick and being seriously sick just showed me that um, yeah, that life is really precious. 
and the health is really precious too. It's good to look after it, but it's not the most important thing. Mm. And uh, and that's some some issues which I really don't understand why we have to be sick, why the children of God has to be sick, especially when you read in the Bible that Jesus goes from village to village and and heal people. So there's a lot of questions if healing is for us or not, and you know how it is, and what it means that I'm healed and all other things, which I actually really don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what is the answer for it, and I really don't understand it. I, I don't understand why some people have to suffer, why some people are sick, especially kids. Mm. That's something which really breaks my heart. But at the same time, it doesn't really change anything in my trust <laughs> for God. Mm. I, really, I know that He's good, and also I know that how we live here on earth. It is important from our point of view, but not from our eternal life point of view. So it's not our mission to be healthy, wealthy, you know, and have everything. Mm. Our mission is to be close to God, trust Him, and build His kingdom on earth. Yeah, not, and, and that's just short period of time of our life, mm. our real life. Mm. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm healthy now. <laughs> and I go through all of these unpleasant things. Thank you. Well, it is so great to have you and Pavel and Daniela here in Australia. It's um, amazing that you guys have made it here. Yeah, some, sometimes your know, life changed the way you really don't want to. Mm. You don't. I don't really want to be sick. Mm. I don't want so many just appears in my life but taking this like all these things which happened help us to make the decision that and why not to go to here you know what we're waiting for <laughs> so you organize everything to come here and we are very very happy that that we are here together and we can visit our friends in different cities <laughs> which cities have you been to <laughs> <laughs> we start with Sydney and we go to otherwise <laughs> and then we came to Kasha's laughing because I love the way she said that at the <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce it different I'm sorry <laughs> and I refuse to teach her <laughs> <laughs> I know I know and now you're in Brisbane and just for the record what's the best city in Australia okay the best city in Australia oh hmm well, how I can answer this question? Actually, I've got many beautiful cities, and some of them I feel really great in, some of them I'm really bored, but the beautiful one is Brisbane. Oh, <laughs> that is such a diplomatic answer, Kasha. So diplomatic, so well okay. done. Thank now, you. can I get you, because I do think Polish is even more beautiful than French as a language, so can you just describe where we're sitting in Polish. Jesteśmy teraz u Tori w jej przepięknym salonie i pijemy pyszne napoje. I cieszę się bardzo, że tu jesteśmy i cieszę się, że 20 lat temu mogłyśmy się poznać. I dzięki niej mogłam, mogłam lepiej poznać Boga i, i też zaufać Jezusowi. Zostawcie część całego rodziny. Thank you so much, Kasia, for being interviewed on the Lydia Project today.
as a special postscript to Kasha's interview, we are going to have a quick chat with her daughter, Daniela. So Daniela, welcome to the Lydia Project and tell us how old are you? I'm Dan. And tell me what you love about Poland. I think it's, I really love in Poland is weather because here it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> and too muggy. <laughs> yeah. Was it last year you were baptised in your church? Yeah. Yes. And tell me a little bit about what led up to that and what you did for that special day. It's like I, when I started going to Baptist church, I've been two or three Baptists with my church guys and I really like how, how it looks like. And they also asking my mom, Mom, can I get a baptized? <laughs> no, too, you are too young. Mom, can I? No, you are too young. And and I reading Bible and then going to church and I really love God. I like I can feel I love him. And I think, Mom, can I get this baptized? Mom, you need to ask uh, my friend. And then I ask him and he says yes. And Actually, a leader in our church, yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need, and then when we know I can get baptized, we go into the special, like we get special group to talk about it. They ask me uh, questions and says me what I need to say. And this was really nice, Phil. I really like it. That's fantastic. And so you were able to invite some of your friends along? to be there with you? Yeah, I invite my my old family, like this closer one. Yep. And all the, all the church. All the friends from church. And you also wrote a song and sung it in front of everyone. Is that yeah. right? And what were some of the words in the song? It might be a bit hard in English, but can you remember some of the words of the song? Well, I sing about this when I, he loved me, and I know it, and I love him. That's what I'm singing about, but I can't sing you all song, because I can't translate it. Oh, no, that is fine. That is beautiful. I just think it's great that you wrote a song for your baptism. It's very, very special. And I go into the piano lessons, and my teacher, she going to the same church for, with, with me, yep. and I go to she, and she did the, she played for this. Oh, that's like good. the same I thinking. Yep. It was pretty cool. That is very cool. And what are you going to miss about Australia when you go back home? I think people. Hmm. Like yeah. now, I don't know very no very well most of people, but I know them a little bit and I like them. And I think I'm I will miss them. We will miss you. Definitely. <laughs> this family, this whole family will miss you, Daniela. Um, but it'll be so good to see all your friends from Poland too, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. All right. <laughs> Daniela, thank you for being our special postscript guest on this interview. Say bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>